The Indianapolis Colts will struggle to contain the dynamic duo of Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley this weekend. All that and much more on today's Locked On Colts. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen today. It's your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for your first deposit match up to one hundred dollars i am zach hicks your favorite film nerd over at horseshoehuddle.com and i'm joined by the legendary tony wiggins shop talking wig our favorite locked on host besides ourselves over here right, at locked right. on colts here uh, on today's show we are previewing the colts and jaguars game for this sunday the colts host the jaguars sunday at 1 p.m eastern time uh, again this is the colts biggest game of the year because we get to see anthony richardson his first snap uh, so catch every snap of the colts hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app search colts Today's show, we're going to dive into a couple of different topics about this Colts-Jaguars game. We're going to talk about the biggest local story for each team. Then we're going to dive into the biggest matchups of, the, of this week in, uh, in segment two. And then segment three, we're going to give our score prediction and obviously why the Colts are going to just blow the doors off the Jaguars. In this <laughs> <game>. <laughs> but starting with the biggest local story here, and again, this is two teams that are kind of in very different places of franchises right now. The Colts are starting anew. They're starting fresh. They're getting the young quarterback and the young head coach out there for their first game of the entire season, where the Jaguars are trying to build off of what they did last year and be even better as a playoff team going into this second year here under Doug Peterson. So my biggest story for the Colts, and Tony, you can jump in on this too. Uh, I think it's just seeing what Anthony Richardson can do in a real football game. Like, that's really all that matters. You guys were in the similar boat a couple years ago with Trevor Lawrence, where, you know, you kind of knew what Trevor Lawrence was going yeah. into the season, but you still wanted to see it. You know, you wanted to yeah. see what he could do. Uh, that's where we are right now with the Colts. It's like win or lose. We just want to see what Anthony Richardson has. So the NFL is funny. You know, I, I'd say this. Uh, yeah, there was less questions. There were less questions about Trevor at that point period and point in time, especially around here, because we saw Anthony Richardson close up in person. Yeah. And you definitely saw the potential. And you definitely – and I know his quarterback coach. I know the guy that trains him so uh, very well, and he raves about him. And mm-hmm. so did Brian Johnson, who's the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think some people think this is a little bit like the N- the NBA, where you have a, a kid who's all-world in high school, then he goes to college, and you're like, is this it? But then he yeah. goes to the NBA and he's a better NBA player than he was a college player. That's happened before. So I think folks think that that's what's going to happen with him. If it does happen, I don't think it's going to happen automatically early. And that's why I think the biggest storyline for the Jaguars is the defensive improvement. So yeah. you're going to see Jacksonville probably look really, really good defensively. But there'll still be a question because – they're going to go from in week one, and I'm not trying to look ahead, and I know the team doesn't do it. If folks try to draw a conclusion about the defense, 
and all of the effort that they put into in in and in segment two, I'll tell you some of the things that they're trying to guard against. I don't want to go ahead of ourselves here, but if they play lights out and they play well, it's going to take a really good trained eye to see if it was because it was a rookie or if it wasn't because they got a week after that where they got Patrick Mahomes. So you're going to really, really have to uh, you have a watchful eye and look for certain things and not draw any hard conclusions uh, after this game. I think the Jags are going to win. Um, I, I don't think – look, they. I told somebody this earlier – they played in week 18, which is the 17th game, to see who's going to go to the playoffs. And they were losing with two minutes to go against the Titans. Right. They wouldn't have been in that situation had they not lost to the Colts and to the Houston Texans. That's the team to pick first and the team to pick fourth. And they lost to both of them. I think they're looking for consistency. Good team smash teams that they're supposed to beat. So that's why I, I do believe on full display will be their improvement on defense. And you're going to need to see it right away. And then – I really think they're going to also try to make a statement that they're that they've arrived and the games that they're supposed to win, they win them conventionally and it's over by the end of the third quarter. Yeah, I, I will say this about the NFL. This is why I love the NFL so much. And obviously we'll get into this more in segment three when we talk about our score prediction and what we expect for this game. But when it comes to the NFL, when it comes to division games, like you uh-huh. mentioned last year, you know, the the team that won the division lost to the Texans and lost to the Colts. And right. also the Colts on the last – the Colts scored 30-plus points in this matchup last year. Incredible. When the, the Colts couldn't score over, like, 10 points the entire season besides that game. So when it comes to division games, anything can happen. And you have that giant wild card that is Anthony Richardson where it could be good from day one. It could be electric. And it could be, you know, a, a slow start. Like we've seen with rookie quarterbacks in the past, I was actually looking at Trevor Lawrence's debut game uh, mm-hmm. just before uh, we jumped on here where he completed just over 50% of his passes in that game on like 60 pass attempts, which is insane. It's like 60 pass attempts, like 340 yards passing, three touchdowns, three picks. And that kind of set the tone for what his rookie season was going to be. So when it comes for us here with the Colts, again, our biggest story is really just what kind of tone is Anthony Richardson going to set? Again, I don't care if the Jag if the Jaguars win by 50 in this game, I really don't care that much. I just care what Anthony Richardson looks like. Because if the Colts go out there and the offense looks good and they're able to score some points and and Richardson gives them some explosive element, I don't care what the defense really does. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, I know we're previewing a game here and we want to mm-hmm. talk about this game, but again, we have two teams in such drastically different spots as franchises mm-hmm. that the Colts, it's really just about building from day one and going forward from there. The Jaguars, they need that statement game like you just mentioned. Yeah, they do. They they really need that statement game. And um, things will fall apart around here real quick if they don't win that game because they're probably not going to be favored to beat the Chiefs, especially if they don't win the game in Indy. They won't be. Right. So, um, yeah, you're talking about all of this optimism, all of this optimism, and it goes right out of the window if they lose to the Colts because this is a game that everybody expects them to win. You don't lose to a rookie. Um, the, the two situations are a little bit different where Trevor had very, very high expectations. Mm -hmm. They expected to be a little bit of a learning curve for Anthony Richardson. There is no Jonathan Taylor, at least for four weeks, if if there will ever be Jonathan Taylor with the Colts. And the Jaguars, this would be an ideal game for him to play too because the Jaguars are banged up up the middle of their defense. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's all on Trevor. It's all on Doug. But really – the biggest question mark around here is about the Jaguars defense in the second year of Mike Caldwell. Are they going to be adjusted? Are they going to be able to rush the passer? Will they uh, have a bunch of three and outs to get the ball back to the explosive offense 
uh, led by Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and, of course, Calvin Ridley and, and company. What's the flow of the game going to be like? I think it's critical. I think it's something that we need to watch out for, and we'll be able to draw some conclusions about 4 o'clock on Sunday. Yes, sir. And then coming up, we're going to talk about the biggest matchups in this game and what's really going to decide this game. Is it the trenches? Is it the defense? Is it the young quarterback slinging it? We're going to talk about that here coming up in segment two. Price picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You can select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected on their projected stats, and then place your entry. Testing my skills on prize picks football this season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple to play. Again, I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. I know I'm hyping on how quick this is, but with my ADHD guys, I really need to dive in there and get it done quickly. And prize picks lets me get it done. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types that are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. I'm actually going to pick up a kind of a hot take here. I'm going to go a little hot take here. Trevor Lawrence, I saw that his more or less projection is 246.5 passing yards this weekend. I'm going to bet on the over. I know, again, Colts fans are listening to this, uh, but with such a young secondary and then Calvin Ridley coming into play in this game and seeing what that connection looked like this offseason, I think it's a pretty safe bet to say the more on Trevor Lawrence and 246.5 passing yards in this game. So go to prizefix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for our first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizefix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And thanks again for making Locked On Colts and Locked On Jaguars your first listen every day. The Locked On Ultimate NFL Season Preview is here. The seven-episode extravaganza brings opinions, analysis, and plenty of debate from all 32 of our Locked On NFL hosts with added insights from our national experts. It's a can't-miss series before the season kicks off. Catch every episode on Locked On NFL on YouTube wherever you get your podcast. We We had fun doing that, too. Oh, we had a lot of black. We, they we told us to liven it up a little bit, and then we just came slinging after. That. Yeah, man, we we uh, we we had a we had a blast, oh, yeah. a, a real good time. And you know, oh, yeah. uh, I think you probably the only dude I didn't start poking at. By the way, I poked at those dudes in Houston, and I poked at those dudes in in uh, well, that dude in Tennessee. So <laughs> we'll see we'll see if the, if the people enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Look, Tony, we're we're in a little bit of a relaxing mood here in Indianapolis this season. We're excited to see our young quarterback. And again, this gets us into our biggest matchups for this weekend. And I just really can't get away from the whole Anthony Richardson thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's really seeing what Richardson can do against a real NFL defense. It could be the Jaguars out there. It could be anybody they were going against in this game. The biggest matchup would would be seeing him against a real defense because. We saw the flashes this preseason, right? but you still saw the 40-something percent completion percentage. We still saw the two-minute drill was not great in the preseason, but then we saw the highlight plays. We saw him using his legs sparingly in the preseason. We saw what he could do, and I just want to see it in a real game setting. Will it be like Josh Allen in 2018 where he's completing 40, 40% of his passes, but he's having those big plays there? Will it be a surprising season and be like a Lamar Jackson or a Jalen Hurts rookie-type season where you actually see – the, the lays come more into play and then more things happen there. Uh, that's my biggest matchup again for the Colts is just Anthony Richardson versus an NFL defense. I know I'm sounding repetitive here, but yeah. 
I think Colts fans can agree with me. That is the that is the biggest matchup and biggest storyline for this entire game for the Colts. Yeah, well, I understand the anxiety about it because, the, you know, you, you talk about the adjustment, but much like Trey Lance, he didn't play a lot of football. Right. I mean, he played a lot in high school. He sat and waited for about a year and three quarters of another year, and then he finally got a chance to do a little bit of something. And then last year, his only year, learning a new offense and a new coach, and it didn't really go real well. This kid got drafted because of his upside, his ceiling, and his physical ability. And also, you can't discount this. If you ever listen to him talk, you draft him too. And yeah. that's that's how he carries himself. Um, he has all the intangibles. The only thing is he has to learn how to play in the NFL, and he has to get through that learning curve. So what does a young quarterback do? Because it goes right into – what I believe, you know, my most important matchup. A young quarterback finds a buddy. That's running backs in the flat. That's tight end in the flat. A direct uh, pass to the tight end in the short middle of the defense, right? So Mm -hmm. the Jaguars had a problem last year. That's guarding people running shallow crosses. (laughs) And that is tackling running backs in the flat when they catch the ball and they were able to make the first guy miss too many times. The Jaguars sometimes, most of the times, not all the time, but a lot, they dropped their outside linebackers in the coverage. So if they were running a 4-3 and you had Shaquille Leonard, who's 230 pounds, that's mm-hmm. fine. No, their outside linebackers are 270. So <laughs> the thing is, is you get those dudes out in the flat trying to tackle a little jitterbug and it could be funny. This is another reason why uh, no one down here is really upset that Jonathan Taylor decided to take the stance that he's going to take because – that would help him a lot. Uh, Marcus Pollard is here. He's on the staff here in Jacksonville, and I don't know where um, Peyton Manning's other tight end is right now, <laughs> but I don't even know who the tight end is in, in, in Indy right now. And I know you're going to probably tell me, but so I don't think he's throwing to uh, – Dallas Clark is what I'm talking about. I don't think there he's throwing to an elite player and his buddies. He's missing his biggest buddy, and then the other buddy is just probably just dude, right? So – I'm sitting there thinking, like, the thing that I want to see the Jaguars do are the things that you would think a rookie quarterback would use as an attack, but it's not really an attack. It's the only thing he knows how to do right now. But they don't have their main guy, and then it's not going to be as big a challenge. Just like I said, it's not going to tell us anything. If the Jaguars shut them out, we'll go, yeah, but. But (laughs) the kid's a rookie. He's missing his best player. He's missing the best player on the team, and it's just going to take a while. So – that's the biggest matchup to me, but that matchup might not even materialize to end up meaning that much because I just don't think at this point he's ready and uh, he doesn't have he, – he's not fully loaded. Put it that way. He's not fully loaded with the best yeah, at those one, two positions. One thing I will throw in here is when the Colts did beat the Jaguars last year, it was I think week seven, mm-hmm. and it was on that walk-off touchdown where they scored 34 points in that game. I believe it was 34 points the Colts scored in that game. Now, what was fascinating about that game is it goes right to what you were just mentioning, that point you're mentioning. The Colts were going into the game without Jonathan Taylor, yeah. without really any dominant pass catchers, and and with backup running backs. Deion Jackson was their leading running back. It went ballistic. Yeah, their game plan in that game was, we're not running the football. Our short passing game is our running game in mm-hmm. that game. That's what they did. And Deion Jackson, a backup running back, had 10 catches for 79 yards in that game ton of catches. Tight ends had a bunch of catches. Kylan Granson, who's going to be their starter this week. I think he had his biggest game of the season in that one as well. 
and the Colts were just peppering that short game and making the Jaguars have to tackle him. And if that's going to be an issue again coming into this game, like it was last year with the Jaguars, Anthony Richardson's impossible to tackle. Like he might not be able to throw right, <laughs> right now, but he's a player where, you know, of all the rookie quarterbacks this preseason, he was the only one not to take a sack. And he played like triple the snaps of mm-hmm. all the other rookie quarterbacks. Uh, he's impossible to tackle in the backfield. If you miss one tackle, he's gone. Uh, if you like, again, everything might not be there. Like you said, he might not be ready, but if you're a team that struggles to tackle, having a quarterback like Anthony Richardson on the other side is terrifying. So to go to what your biggest matchup is, it's like, Yes, you, you want the Jaguars defense to come out and set the tone early, but they have to tackle because that was an issue last year. Yep. Tackling. They worked a lot on tackling. They've also worked a lot on creating turnovers. Him being so big to me is not necessarily the issue because the Jaguars are really big and really physical. I'd be more afraid if he was a little guy. Like He's smooth, uh, though. He's yeah, smooth. he is smooth. He is smooth, smooth. but he also he, he wants a little, he, he's going to let you know he's there, too. True. That kind of plays into what the Jaguars are, are capable of doing. I actually think they've improved in this area. We've seen in the preseason where they, they've gotten really, really active and they've moved around a lot. But it's it's about Devin Lloyd. It's about Rayshon Jenkins, Andre mm-hmm. Sisco, Foyle Lubacan, who's led the league in tackles like two or three years in a row now. It's on those guys. I believe it is on those yep. guys. I don't think he's going to be – I think he's going to get the ball out of his hand really, really quickly. And I think he's going to be very deliberate. I think when he breaks the huddle, he's going to know where he's throwing the ball to. So the Jags have to really, really be on point and don't let him get confidence because that's the worst thing that can happen. Because then if he gets confident, Reich is going to get confident and they're going to do a little pump fake and they'll probably try to go over the top and then he'll start scrambling. And that is not what you want. You don't want your head spinning around if you're Jacksonville in this game. You want to go ahead and take it right to him. Yep, I will mention one thing. Uh, Reich is in Carolina. We got Shane Steichen. Not right. Right. You know what I mean. You I know, know it's, you mean. it's the same stuff. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I'm a little bit afraid of that too because that's the unknown. That's yeah. a little bit of the unknown. Even though all of these guys, they all intertwine and know each other's systems, and uh, there's a lot of similarities with what they do. But it's gonna be something, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna yep. be something to watch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll. Get into our second into our third segment here in a second. Tony will lead us in there. But real quick, Tony, our most important players in this game. I'll I'll touch on it real quick. I'm actually not gonna go with the Colts player. I'm gonna go most important Colt is play caller Shane Steichen. You know, mm. what kind of game plan is he gonna have for this young quarterback? Will it be a pass heavy game plan? I hope not. I hope it's a run heavy game plan uh with a lot of QB runs and getting Anthony Richardson out in space. But we'll see. I'm I'm expecting, like you mentioned, a lot of layups and a lot of three-pointers, not much in between, a lot of the quick passes and a lot of deep passes. Uh, but seeing what Shane Steichen can do in his first game as a head coach with young quarterback Anthony Richardson, I think that makes him the most important Colt for this weekend. Oh, it's Trevor Lawrence for me. Get off the quick starts. Don't turn the ball over. The one thing, if there's a hitch in his giddy up a little bit, and it hasn't shown up all the time, but it's shown up sometimes. That He's a real live arm early in the game. And sometimes it's too live, right? And it, it, it seems like when he's that way, he trusts himself so much. There are times when it looks like he's trying to play and see, can I get away with it? Well, yeah. n- no, you can't. Don't do it. And there's the, there's the overthrows. Generally, he adjusts by the time the second drive starts. He's gotten through it. But the, the the great quarterbacks, the great ones, they come out of the gate slinging, man. They don't make mistakes early in the game. So it's not made a habit of it, but it's happened enough that it's something that you can actually recognize as if there's any little criticism, that one's it. And he did it again in the preseason this year in yep. the one game he started against Dallas. And Doug Peterson just said we can't have it. 
we can't we, we just can't do that early in games and dig themselves into a hole. So that it's going to be Trevor and how he starts the game off because if they can score early and put more pressure on the kid, then that's that's the key to victory in my opinion for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, Tony, you want to lead us here into our segment three now? I am going to lead us into segment three, and I'm going to let you know about today's sponsor, who is LinkedIn Talent Solutions. That's right. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Now, look, I built two barbershops and I staffed them by using LinkedIn for the interview process that allowed me to have the right people in front of me. And eventually I made the right choice. And you can do the same thing. All you got to do, man, is add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's one word. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. We are in segment three of our crossover. What needs to go right? I think I just hinted at it and did a little bit of a segue with Zach Hicks here on Locked On Coats and me, Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars, the first crossover of the year. What needs to go right? Jaguars need to start fast and they don't need to turn the ball over. Don't give a home team confidence. Don't give a young man confidence. Don't make him think early. Oh, this ain't that hard. You know, we heard that from some quarterbacks here recently saying, this is just like college. I, I caught on pretty quick. And then reality set in and now you're running for your life all the time because it is not uh, that easy. Well, the Jaguars need to make sure that what they do with uh, Anthony Richardson is they need to make him th- rethink his decision to come out and go in the draft and they need to have them second guessing. They need this thing to be so fast and so furious that, uh, that his head is spinning. I, what was the quarterback? Was it Sam Donaldson? I'm like, I'm seeing 13 people or something. I'm yeah. seeing ghosts. Yeah. Well, that's what young quarterbacks should feel like. And the only way they're going to feel that way is the Jaguars uh, put pressure on them from, from the defensive side of the ball, but it would be aided, aided if the Jaguars could get off to a very, very fast start. Don't give them a short field. Don't turn the ball over. Put pressure on them, even if you get a field goal. Put them behind the eight ball. Put pressure on the kid. One thing about these alpha-type athletes that play quarterback, they always think, okay, I got to get my get back right now. They 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 do it in boxing. They do it in – somebody dunks on you, you got to go down there and try to dunk back on them because you got to, you know, stem the tie. I think that's the key for Jacksonville is before the defense ever even steps on the field to set the table – get ahead of the game and make the kid think that he has to do more than he should. And um, that's it for me, man. It's, it's, it's all about the fast start and no turnovers. I think they should be ahead by halftime and then start running the football, just run, run, run and compliment that with the pass a little bit. And by the end of the third quarter, they need to be over there pretty much with their hats on backwards. <laughs> well, we're going to hope it's not that bad. Like, come on, Tony. Yeah. Like, let's. Uh, no, no. 28 to 10, and you can probably turn your hat around a little okay. bit. Okay. Okay. That's not, I ain't saying it's going to be 55 to nothing. All right. All right. We'll, we'll right. take that at least. I mean, yeah. we won't take that, but we'll be. Mm-hmm. That's better than the 55, like you were just saying there. But for the Colts, you know, again, obviously, I'm going to mention the same person I've been mentioning this whole time, but I will do a shout out to the Colts defense and say, I think the front seven is in a really good place. Pass rush looks good. 
Uh, interior looks good. Linebackers look good as long as Shaquille Leonard plays this weekend. Uh, those guys are all looking good. But will this young secondary be able to keep up with Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones? I mean, just so many good pass catchers that Trevor Lawrence has as, at his disposal. I mean, Evan Ingram as well. Evan Ingram's a really good player as well. Uh, they have a ton of weapons on this Jaguars offense. And do they have the young corners that can play with them? Do, we're going to learn a lot about Daryl Baker Jr., Dallas Flowers, Juju Brents. We're going to learn so much about these guys this weekend that I think those guys need to just play out of their mind for the Colts offense to have a chance. And then on the other side of the ball, like you mentioned, Anthony Richardson, get he's a young quarterback. He's going to get into that mindset where, Oh no, the game might be getting out of out of my reach here. I need to go make this big play, even if that big play is not there. Yeah. So the two big things for Anthony Richardson are keep the explosives coming. Do what you were doing in college. You know, not everything has to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a 70% passer looking like Drew Brees out there. As long as you're getting those explosives, those big runs, those big passes in there, that's all that matters. Keep the Colts in the game and then avoid the big mistake. Just like Tony mentioned there in a second ago, like you've got to avoid that big mistake. You can't play hero ball every second you're out there. Like we saw in one of the preseason games with the Colts where he forced a, an RPO pass that wasn't there through a bad interception. He he learned from it going forward. He played better after that. But as a young quarterback, you can't you can't just try to play hero ball in every single play. Uh, so those are my biggest things the Colts need to do to win. Obviously, they need to do a little bit more than Jaguars here because mm -hmm. they are playing from behind in this one. Uh, but, Tony, do you have a score prediction for us yeah. this weekend? So I said 28-10 at the end of the third quarter. I say the Colts score a touchdown and try to get it to a two-point, uh, two-possession game. Go for the two points. They're down 28-16. Jaguars are milking the clock, and then they go kick a field goal. 31-16. So that's not that bad. It, it's it's a workmanlike <laughs> professional uh, effort. Where the score, the game probably wasn't as close as the score seems like it, but it's respectable. And I don't want to disrespect. I told you, I ain't got no beef with y'all, so I ain't trying to disrespect. 31-16 Jacksonville. I like you're like, hey, 15-point loss. That's yeah. not that bad. Look, 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 15-point nugget uh, on your noggin. You know what I'm saying? Ain't ain't no big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I see. I see how it is, Tony. I, I you come on. I'm hosting this show. You come over here. You disrespect. No, I'm just kidding. I totally get it. Um, I think this game will be a little closer than what we're expecting just because the nature of a week one game, it's the most right. skewed, crazy uh, outcomes that you get to start a season. It's just what happens in week one. Uh, also, I do think, again, just the new coach, new energy that's going to be brought in by the Colts are going to come out and play a lot faster than what people expect, at least early. But ultimately, I do think the better team will win, and that will be the Jaguars. They just have so much firepower on offense. They have a defense that's getting better and a really good defensive coordinator as well who's just coming into his own. Uh, so I do think ultimately the game will be something like, I'll say 24 to 19. Uh, the Colts will just kick a lot of field goals in this game because their offense is so young that they just – won't have that symmetry to score at the red zone, but they'll move mm -hmm. the ball effectively. They'll have the explosives. They just won't be able to finish it off. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and, and the Jaguars offense will do just enough to win this game. Uh, but you guys let us know in the comments section what you think. Who do you have winning this game? Obviously, Colts fans go off. Uh, you obviously say nice things about Tony first, but then you can go off in the comments and say what you think the score will be this weekend. And Everdayers. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, not me and Tony together, unfortunately. Uh, we always love having Tony here on Locked On Colts. But we'll be back here tomorrow with our final preview before the Colts-Jaguars game. So check us out, Locked On Colts, Locked On Jaguars. And if you don't already, follow all of our stuff on social medias and on uh, any pretty much any social medias, actually, at Locked On Colts, at Locked On Jaguars, at Garth NFL, at Zach Hicks 2, and at Shop Talking Wig. Also subscribe to Locked On Colts and Locked On Jaguars on YouTube 
or wherever you listen to your podcast. We love your guys' ratings and reviews, and we'll see you guys back here tomorrow.